Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, Dr. Doscoin with Orbital Command hosts Proof of Community. Learn more about this concept with Gravidow. Let's take a listen. All right, if you're tuning into this and you can hear my voice, you are listening to the dulcet tones of Dr. Doscoin. That is my moniker, that is my pseudonym, uh, coming to you from the Orbital Command account. Today we're going to be talking with Gravidow, and I'm just going to bring them up so that we can have a conversation with them. Uh, the course of the next hour is going to be mostly centered around a concept called proof of community. Uh, as per usual, all spaces are recorded by TerraSpaces and are listenable at terraspaces.org after it has been uploaded there. Okay, just bringing on Gravidow's speaker. And... Just a moment, we'll make sure that all the lines are clear and that we can hear each other. Check, 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 one, two, three. How are you there? <laughs> I'm good. Good. I'm just going to um, share the link. Yes, actually, bear with me a moment too. And if we can, and if the listeners uh, of future can just endure the radio silence for a second, I'm going to do the same thing within our Orbital Command Discord channel, which, speaking of, if you're not in it, uh, do yourself a favor, find it. It's in the bio of our Twitter account. And uh, there's plenty of educational material in there to get you started with things pertaining to NFT trading, uh, you know, managing your wallets, uh, security, all sorts of bits and pieces, and then also some alpha. Okay. Let's do this. That's happening now and announcements. That's perfect. It's already been taken care of. Someone's looking after me. Great. I'll share this in the Telegram as well. Elo, how have you been since we last spoke, sir? Um, good. Wow, it's been a month. Well, it actually feels a lot. Has it been a month? It feels a lot longer. But yeah, then I, <laughs> I think it was probably what are we in now? End of November. September, August, September, October. Yeah, it would have been mid, mid-October, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so. Here we go. And in that time, we did have a... Uh, I actually just listened back to the call just before just to jog my memory because, of course, speaking with so many different protocols each week, sometimes it can be a bit hard to remember what was happening in the conversations. So, I, who, I had, who, did you, um, who did you have on the uh, last couple of weeks? Oh my goodness! Let's let's look at the uh, let's look at the list here. I've had just bringing up my Notion chart. Do you use Notion? Out of curiosity, yes, absolutely. It's amazing. I'm just it's one of the best tools I've ever come across. I love it. Okay, Notion. Who have we had? We've had Skeleton Punks, Defund, 
NFT switch, Calc, which are like a dollar cost average and automating automated strategy protocol on Calc. Uh, sorry, on Fin uh, for Kajira. Um, had a an NFT conversation with a project called When Tokyo that are building a meta hub in real life uh, metaverse hotel over in Japan. Had Teak Money had Skeleton Punks again. Uh, skip Skip Protocol. And and then grab it out. There you are, twenty third of October. That's pretty cool. I mean, Skeleton Punks is doing good stuff. Um... They are, yeah. They're very, they're very busy. They're very active. And uh, JG's, of course, got his fingers in a lot of pies. And his, his. I don't know if you've spoken with him much, but he's um, obviously a very passionate guy. And he's just trying oh, yeah. to be the conduit. Really, it's he's really just trying to be the conduit and connect different people to make. An outcome happened, being non-technical himself. He's like, okay, cool. How do I rile the people up enough to make them want to take action? Um, have you been, yeah, have you been in contact with him much? I have. Um, I got to know him through Space Gullies, EJ from Space Gullies. Yeah, we, we've been on a number of calls together um, to talk about um, what we can do for each other and what's going on in the space and yeah, the first time I met him was, uh, I was a bit overwhelmed. Like <laughs> it can be uh, uh, overwhelming, but uh, I really appreciate his voice and his fire that he brings. Hundred percent. Yeah, I had the same conversation with him uh, just recently because, of course, I've had him in a couple of spaces, and I was saying to him how the very first time we chatted. This is this is going back early this year, back when, back pre-collapse when things were going well, um, he came to me with the idea of NFT switch. And he's, he said, obviously, he said, Dr. Doscoin, I'm sure that you know people that know people. Um, is there anyone that you could point in my direction that might be able to help me build this? And so I had a, I actually had a friend that's not a major face in crypto. He's a bit of a behind the scenes guy. And I said, oh, he might be able to help you with some funding. They had a conversation. They were working on something for a while there. Um, that didn't quite go ahead. But then he came back and said, is anyone else you know? And then I said, actually, I do know a developer who I think would be able to assist you with building it out. And so they've ended up being the ones who've built it. And then, uh, yeah, I just remember the first call we had, I was just like, dude, you are running at 100 miles an hour and I'm probably waking up. And so, <laughs> and so let's, uh, let's slow down about, you know, 20, 20 miles here, and uh, yeah, and yeah, it's been up all steam ever since. But um, what we're doing is we've got for the people that are tuning in now, we've got people strolling in, wrecked twice. I guess that's better than being wrecked three times. So <laughs> it's always better. Always um, <laughs> nice. Uh, JP is here as well. Um, hello, JP. Nice, nice of you to come by. Hey, hello, JP. Yeah, it's a, you know, I think ideally you'd want to be wrecked, not at all. So wreck zero, but... Um, Is yeah. that possible in crypto? Like, you got to get wrecked at least once, I feel. <laughs> it's yeah, bound to I, feel, I feel like I'm at my probably, I don't know, third or fourth at this point. It's been, it's been a few years now. So it's, uh, it's always a little bittersweet. Uh, the journey of crypto. Sometimes you have your moments where you're like, "I am the king. I am absolutely ruling this division," and then, uh, and then you go, "I just lost 
so much money that could have just changed my entire life for the rest of my life. And I guess we'll do it again in a couple of years, of years time. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the thrill of the ride. But um, yeah. so what I want to do, of course, uh, for anyone that's tuning in today, as I mentioned at the very start of the call, this is going to be a conversation pertaining to the idea of proof of community. But before we get into that, I'd love to just do a couple of updates with you based on the conversation we had last time. Um, I can see here, I'm just going to bring up my notes that I've written down earlier. I'm trying to check in and see how a few things are going. So um, we were talking about, uh, you were working on a pitch deck to raise funds for a new project in 2023. I'm just curious to know if anything has progressed on that front. Yeah, it has. The The, the pitch deck is actually almost um, ready. I mean, the content is ready. Um, it's now off to the designer to give it a facelift. Um, so yeah, that's that's come along quite nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got a lot to to talk about today. Um, but we can we can run through the the previous topics um, first if you want to. Yeah, oh, it's just more a general sort of catch up to see how they're going and. Um, yeah, what's what's transpired since? Because of course, I know it's all a lot happens in crypto, and it can it can we know that a week in uh, sorry a week in crypto is like you know a month in the real world. But um, is there anything that you can mention about that pitch deck? Are there, of course, uh, you know you're not obliged. I mean, to, it but... is it is um, well, it, it's your standard pitch deck, I guess. Um, I mean, the nice thing is that we 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 have a history by now right which is good um for investors uh, especially in these times um you know um we we went through stuff we kept on building with with very limited funds um we have the podcast that we're doing um we've got the the poker games like our discord has sort of turned into a poker plaza i don't know if that's a good thing um but it, but it but it has happened um and then we're doing um projects with um, polygon gaming projects um which has been um very nice actually to work with them um so we 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 have good things to show in the pitch deck which is nice and then we're basically gonna uh, fundraise um a small uh, allocation to get us through the next six months um and it's going to focus on the expansion of of Lunar HQ. So Lunar HQ is a platform we're going to be releasing in in private beta, I think next week or the week after, um, sort of like a stealth launch. Um, and um, we're going to launch with a limited feature set. So what you can do with Lunar Assistant, but then through a web UI, um, together with your profile manager, if you will, where you can add wallets for the, the different chains that we're on, uh, remove them, change your Discord account, etc. Um, but when we started building this, um, we did have more in mind than, than just that. Um, but we need uh, we need more runway to be able to to build that. Um, so that's that's essentially it, and it gives us some time to flesh out the ideas um, beyond that. Um, and reason we're not doing a very big fundraise right now is because um, we've been involved in working on uh, the governance system for uh, a new Cosmos chain, and that has taken up a, a lot of time um, in, in terms of doing that. Um, 
which means we don't really like I I didn't have the personal time to delve really deep into uh, the Gravida roadmap beyond um, 2023. Yeah, I was just actually one of my follow up questions was going to be around that uh, the governance, the framework for governance and Cosmos chain. Um, but of course, you said last time there was an NDA in place. Is that still the case, or is there anything that you can sort of riff on there? Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna disclose any names or any details, um, but I think it, it's it's fine for me to to say we are working on it. Um, and I'm actually very passionate about what they want to do and their vision and their ethics. Um, which I think is very important, which was important always, and now recent events just show it to us even more. Um, yeah, it's a it's a spiritual NDA, um, so you know we we have the liberty to um, talk to projects that we want to onboard, um, things like that, talk to validators. Um, they will be doing a, a fundraise um, as well into twenty three. Um, but I, I'm, I don't think I'll, I'll be comfortable like giving details about what it is. Um, cause like the team does want to start with a bang, if you will. Yeah. hundred percent. You don't want to, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's like trying to court a, a woman out of the, out of the bar <laughs> and, and giving her everything, uh, you know, everything she needs to know about your entire life in one night. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta, Drop the breadcrumbs, you know. Um, you get yeah, exactly. You got to drop drop the breadcrumbs. Uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of mystery. I'd see it. Keep them. You know, there's you've got to build the suspense. I just realized as I was saying that I was like, man, I haven't been to a bar. One, I don't drink, and two, I'm basically married and have been for about six years. But I just realized I'm like, man, I haven't done the bar thing and the speaking to women for a very long time. And I just feel like I would be at this point, I'd be so demented at it. Um, so I'm glad that I'm, <laughs> I'm glad in a way I don't have to play that game anymore. But um, yeah, so okay. So that aside, of course, I know that we can't talk too much about that. But it's a spirit. What was the word you said? A spiritual agreement? A yeah, spiritual. It's, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's it, or you can call it any names, right? But it's uh, an agreement between friends, if you will. Gotcha. Okay. So so far we've established you're still working on this. There's a spiritual agreement. We've established that you're developing a community full of gambling addicts um, that were coming in for the <laughs> NFTs and they stuck around for the poker and now they're, they're, they're addicts. Um, what else have we figured out? We figured out that you were also working on tools for off-chain governance. That was last time we were chatting about that as well. Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the TLDR there? Yeah, so um, it actually ties into... Um a stargaze grant proposal that um we we've been publishing a draft for i think a month or so now um and i'm going to publish the on-chain proposal either tonight or tomorrow um and um that means that we're, we're going to stargaze which is very nice it's gonna be a third chain we're on um and they actually had um an idea i think it was sunny side reaper but it could have been someone else as well um, and the, uh, the idea was, you know, well, you're bringing these off-chain voting tools to Stargaze. Um, can't we use them to do sort of like, uh, checking the temperature for the validators so that the validators on their own discord 
can do a vote and see what the community wants them to do, basically. Um, so we thought that was pretty cool. So that's included in the proposal as something that we that we want to enable. Um, so that's going to add to to those off chain um, voting features. Um, it's going to be pretty functional. So you can vote with NFTs, you can vote with tokens, um, you can even vote with your Discord ID, if you will, or like with your account. Um, so you can do like a, a one human or a one account equals one vote kind of situation. Um, it's going to be flexible. Um, the first iteration, so the, the stealth launch private beta, isn't going to have all those features, um, but it is on the roadmap. Um, the UI elements are uh, in place for that. It's just a matter of doing the backend work at this point. Mm. And the fun thing is like you'll be able to compose those rules for voting together if you will um so you could do something where uh, you're running a validator maybe you're an nft project who's running a validator and you're going to create a, a voting system where everyone who has an nft has a vote um plus you know if you're just a general discord member you also get a vote and if you stake let's say you know a, a thousand tokens to my validator you get an extra vote so in this kind of way people can be granular and um, custom with their voting setup, which is, you know, what these projects need anyways, because um, they all have different histories, they have different stories, different assets, and so they need their own um, voting system. Gotcha. And um, I'm just looking, as you were talking, I was just clicking over to see Rick, the Rick that's on the, in the crowd at the moment. Is that Rick from Gravidale? Yes, sir. I'm just going to give Rick a follow back. I didn't realize we weren't already following each other. There we go. There you go, Rick. Um, I saw that you were chatting with my man, Rebel DeFi, yesterday. Uh, I'm curious to see how that conversation went. I'm going to actually probably watch that after this Twitter space to get the intel, to get the inside scoop. I'm sure it was a class uh, a class podcast or a video. What do you call it? A video blog? No one calls it a video blog. That's crazy talk. Um, Back to the important things. Okay, so you've been doing the Stargaze proposal. That's That hasn't gone live though yet, has it? It is on Commonwealth. Um, and what well, the thing is, we needed to do it through command line interface and I, I needed to get the binaries on my Linux machine. And it was a adventure, if you will. Um, so I, w I haven't been able to put it uh, on chain, but it's going to be on chain tonight or tomorrow. Yep. Been bloody fantastic. And just before we segue towards the proof of community stuff, I had one last thing I wanted to catch up with you on, and you were talking about pursuing a Japanese auction idea, which was interesting to me at the time. And so I'm just curious to know um, what's transpired since then. Yeah, like I really want to at some point do the, the Japanese auction. Um, I mean, no one has done it before, and it's a legitimate. Uh, adventure um and you know it, it has some very good benefits over uh, a regular minting experience or um over um an english auction or a dutch auction um we actually contacted a contractor um to build it out but then things shifted space skellies went to stargaze uh, stone islands went to stargaze and there was no one left to do a launch pad with anymore so it's, you know, the idea is there, 
uh, it exists. People know about it. Maybe we're going to build it. Um, maybe someone else is going to build it. Um, but it's not going to be for this year. Like, that's for sure. Roger that. Big 10 talk. Um, right. So it was the very end of the call when we came across the idea of proof, proof of community, or at least when you unveiled it uh, to me. And so what I'd love for you to do uh, is just expand on what like what is proof of community how does it work and what's the you know what problem is it solving etc right uh so it's a very deep subject um and i've been heads deep for a number of months now uh there's a a bunch of ways to do it but essentially it boils down to the way the governance works and instead of doing a plutocratic model where the more money you have or the, the more tokens you have the more voting power you have switching to a uh, a community-led model where the communities who have the best reputation uh, they are the ones that decide what, what happens on chain and so what that does is i think it it aligns um, better with the actual stakeholders of the system, which are the community users. Um, it, it's less good for the big whales and the institutions and the companies um, who have a financial stake in the system. But you know, at the end of the day, they need to use this anyways, right? Otherwise, your chain is just a, a dead chain. Um, so I think a governance model should reflect the actual state of what is important to the chain and use community voice as the, as the catalyst for change. But, you know, it's, I think proof of community is more about, is more than that. It's also enabling that on chain um, because any kind of chain is going to have community representation. Um, and we see it more with, with you know, uh, Ethereum, for example. Um, uh, newer chains, they need more time to build that community. Um, but it is, it's also about just enabling that on-chain. Um, having those offline, the offline social power be represented on-chain and facilitating that, right? Because... If you're running a validator, um, of course, you're attracting a community around you and, you know, you're responsible to them. So, you know, if they don't really like how you're voting, they, they can redelegate to someone else. So you could argue that that already is proof of community. And to a certain degree, it is, but it is going through a different railing system is going through a plutocratic railing way. Um, instead of um, something more democratic or, you know, communicratic, for for lack of a better word. I like it. I like making up words here. We're coining it right now. You heard it here first. Communitycratic. I'm curious to know what's. So I love the idea, which is obviously why I said to you at the end of last call why I would like to continue the the conversation. My question is, you know, we're talking about decisions made based on, I guess, and voting power being determined by the community rep uh, uh, reputation. What are the determining factors that contribute to 
community reputation, quote unquote. The determining factors? Well, it's the community's voice. And, you know, I want to maybe give it some context, right? Um, so on Cosmos, we recently had two very contested proposals. Well, actually three, if you count a smaller one. But we had the Atom 2.0 proposal, which was very big, which uh, was not aligned with the community stakeholders, um, which had a lot of support from the institutions behind uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. And it was a good proposal, but there was um they were diluting the value of the community members and um they actually managed to flag it uh with a no with veto vote um and for a no with veto you only need um more than 33 percent um, of the voting outcome um so you, you don't need the usual um 51 um so they were able to do that, but it was very close. Um, it was the last day that they finally managed to get there. The reason being that a lot of the a lot of the Cosmos holders or community members might not have been active, right? It's a bear market. There's a lot of drama in the world. There's uh, crises happening. You know, a lot of the people are just not in front of the computer um, checking um, the voting as such. Um, and so they had a problem there. Um, same with uh, the the Juno grant. Um, no, excuse me, the Osmosis grant. Um, again, there it wasn't. It was a good proposal, but they were getting paid too much. Um, but it managed to go through because, you know, the the validators of the companies they all voted in favor and then a lot of valid validators didn't vote at all uh, because they wanted to remain neutral well actually i think they were afraid of getting backlash from um the companies um and then you know a small group of um of validators did raise a voice and they tried to flag the proposal but didn't succeed right so those are the problems with a traditional proof of stake system with a um, a linear um, voting um, weight for those tokens. And there's things that you can do within the realm of that system to mitigate it. Um, but why not just move to a different system altogether where um, you're giving voting power to community representatives to um, community initiatives instead of to the people who have a lot of tokens. That, that's sort. That's the basic premise. Yeah, I think when I was originally asking that question around the uh, the reputation, the community reputation, I think I was trying to make sense of it as far as like with the community, like community is such a mm, it's a ne it's a nebulous term. You know, it's not concrete. It's community is well, whatever you kind of want it to be. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, is does community make up the entirety of everyone who's part of, say, Cosmos that's not a, that not is not a validator or running a validator as a team? You know, does the community uh, is it comprised of everyone else, or are there sort of like smaller communities um, within the overall community if you can see me right now i'm doing lots of i'm making lots of gestures with my hands i would look very european but i'm trying to convey my point here and just say like 
yes. Is it? Is it? Are there multiple communities, or are we just talking about like an overall? Here's the Cosmos community. Mm, no, I mean, it, it, if you're doing voting, you need individual agents, right? Otherwise, uh, well, you can't vote if you're one blob. Um, so, so you need these sub communities, if you will, or you know, communities within a larger network of communities, which is just the same as it is with people in the real world. You know, you've got your colleagues, um, you've got your sports friends, you know, maybe one of your colleagues is also in the sports club. Um, you've got the people you go to the bar with, you know, it's a mesh of relationships between people um, rather than these formal groups. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, so as we, as this conversation unfolds, I'm probably going to ask questions that are similar or maybe even the same just so that I can wrap my head properly around it. Cause I just feel like I'm still not completely, uh, I get it. It's about democratizing rather than, uh, having this sort of plutocratic system that you referred to a couple of times. Um, it's just, yeah, so, some, well, I'll take you through sure. one of the implementations that, that already exists. Please. Um, and it's for a chain what the, they, they use hana wallets um essentially um it is a delegated proof of community chain so you've got um, proof of stake the uh, delegated proof of stake and then delegated proof of community is your staking to a validator to earn financial incentives um and they support the network by processing blocks but your voting power doesn't go to them. Your voting power, you can delegate to someone else. Um, so me as an individual, you know, I can delegate my voting power to you, for example, because you know, I think Orbital Command is doing a great job um, or like Mr. Doscoin is doing a great job. And I wanna, I wanna delegate to, to him instead of to the chain that is earning me incentives. Uh, I mean, the validator that is earning me incentives. Yeah, that was exactly the piece I needed. That made so much sense when you worded it that way. Okay, gotcha. So, we're, yes. So, for example, I was hit up just yesterday. Um, probably won't drop any names just yet, but I was hit up and asked to be part of like a, a big multi-sig thing for a group. And so, they reached out to me because they said, okay, cool. You're a, you know, a known or trusted voice in the community. Um, and so, it's similar-ish, same, same, but different. Not really. But yeah, it's a case of acknowledging, okay, cool. Here's the people or the groups of people that uh, would be essentially good representatives um, and act, you know, I guess in alignment with the values that I possess and so on and so forth. Um, so you're going to them rather, you're basically outsourcing to them rather than the validators themselves. That's mm -hmm. okay. That makes sense to me. That took me a, it took me a red hot minute, but we got there in the end. Yeah, and that is that is like one way to do proof of community, if you will. I'm I'm sort of sad we lost DeFi Elvis. Um, you know, he had a an ETH punk. I was like, yeah, he's an OG on the show. Um, we, we should have kept it mysterious. I think uh, <laughs> it would have stayed. Um, anyway, small breadcrumbs bread next time. A small bread. Well, I I, tr I tried my best for thirty minutes. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just came in and just I was like, here, here's the whole piece of bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so um, another way of doing it is 
instead of using a, a pretty direct linear delegated proof of stake, so you know I've got a thousand tokens going to delegate my voting power to you as an individual, not a validator, and you now have my one thousand tokens as voting power. Um, setting up doing it that way, um, you can introduce different ways of organizing that voting power. So something you could do is um, we don't want people to have too much voting power. So whenever you delegate your voice to someone else, it's going through a, um, a quadratic function. So, you know, if I'm voting for myself, I've got 1,000 votes. If I'm delegating to you and other people are delegating to you, then um, your voting power is going to decline relative to just like a linear function, which means that um, even very popular individuals um, would get some kind of buffer against the voting weight that they can acquire. Right. So it's almost like this quadratic function acts as a sort of cap. Yeah, it's it's not a hard cap. It's a, a limiter of sorts or like a, a compressor of sorts. Mm, okay. And so does it, just to be clear here, because it sounds technical, is it just dispersing uh, based on self-delegations versus... Uh, other delegations or is it just based on total number um, how is it dispersing that that weight um you could do it on total number but i think it's more interesting if if it if it is specifically for delegations you receive from other people uh, because then you can you're not only capping voting power in general you're giving more voting power to individuals who are just free agents voting for themselves um, rather than to a populist culture where, you know, the one with the loudest voice has the most voting power. Yeah, because that was that's actually fits in well with what one of my next questions was going to be was around, you know, how do you, how do you avoid arriving in a situation where the power is concentrated in the hands of the few? And so... My first thoughts were like, okay, cool. Well, who's who? Who are the kind of trusted voices in the inside the terror community? And so many people would probably, if this was implemented, I could imagine many people being like, oh, well, we'll just outsource to you know someone like Sefi. And then it's like, okay, well, that's great. But then if you've got everyone doing that, do you just end up in a position where you've got? Uh, well, it's not. It doesn't become autocratic, but it becomes you know a. Uh, more yeah much more centralized which would be defeat the purpose of having you know a decentralized yeah. network yeah 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 so, exactly and and in addition you would be delegating your voting power to people who might not have technical knowledge of the chain and you do want people with technical knowledge to you know have some kind of control in what the chain does uh, because they're the ones who know what's healthy for the chain and what isn't right um so yes, um, that's that's something you could do. You know, in that scenario, if I've got a thousand tokens, um, if I just vote myself, it's a, a thousand weight. Uh, but if I delegate it to um, to Mr. Sefi, and a lot of people do, then um, you know his his voting power will um, gradually decline as he as he gets more um, uh, votes in for him. So that makes sure that. 
he he doesn't be he doesn't get that much voting power as if he would normally do um being a validator for example and these kind of quadratic functions uh, or quadratic voting um which is it uses a logarithmic function but it's called quadratic because it decreases quadratically um as the number of votes grows um you could also apply it to just a standard proof of stake system uh it's something you can actually do it's pretty easy to implement um and then in this thought scenario we're just um saying hey you don't need to be a validator to do this uh you can be you know just you um and you can have a vote as well right yeah as you as you were explaining that then i had i was just picturing the visual of say the way that uh, if you look at a chart that displays uh bitcoin mine you can see you know it shoots up fairly quickly and then it it levels off over time and so i was imagining it kind of being like that is you know people are delicate yeah. the more people are delegated over time the, the quicker that line thins out and levels and, and essentially flat lines would that be a fair sort of comparison yeah 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 okay it's, cool. a, it's an asymptotic it's an asymptotic function gotcha yeah because as at the same time i was just googling quadratic function because my small brain wanted to know what you, exactly you meant and uh and so for anyone that's listening According to Wikipedia, in algebra, a quadratic function, a quadratic polynomial, a polynomial of degree two, or simply a quadratic, is a polynomial function of degree two in one or more variables. And so I read that and I saw the image and I was like, well, this doesn't look or sound like what I was imagining in my head. But you've given me confirmation. I am, uh, I'm on the right track at least. Oh, I haven't even visited the Wikipedia page for a quadratic function. Yeah, I'm I think. Curious. I imagine, I imagine it's one of those things. If, if it's something that you know, you just kind of, you know it, you don't need to, like, yeah, it's uh, the, the sequence. Like, you don't know what you don't know. You know that you don't know. You know that you know, and then you don't know that you know. I think you're probably at this, you're probably at that last box, and I'm just kind of in that second box. Yeah, uh, so the, 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 the weird thing is, it's called quadratic voting in, like, the cryptosphere, but it's not a quadratic function. Uh, so it's, it's an inverse logarithmic function is what it actually is. Um, <laughs> but they're calling it quadratic voting. Gotcha. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. The quadratic voting actually goes up. Um, like it accelerates uh, uh, the quadratic function, whereas quadratic voting does the opposite. It decelerates. Yeah. Love it. Got it. I think that, that's that makes sense for me. I'm curious to know how this all ties in because the last time we were chatting, you were talking about how uh, you sort of in the same um, sentence with the same part of the conversation, you were discussing Adam to ICS liquid staking. You were saying you wanted to give people a, ch- a choice on how they want to spend you know, the revenue that they earn from their staking, etc. Um, does that is, were those two separate things? I just want to get clear here: were those two separate conversations, or are they linked here? Uh, they're all linked in the sense that they have to do with governance. Uh, they, they they can be separate, um, but they, like in my mind, they are links. Yes. Uh, so, um, could you remind me again what exactly? Um, like elaborate just a little bit on the previous conversation. Sure. Yeah, I definitely don't expect you to re- remember the details of something we did a month and a half ago. But um, 
you had said uh, for, for verbatim, it was give people a choice of how they want to spend their, the revenue they earn from staking. You said what we'd do is we'd mint extra tokens to offset the revenue coming in from staking rewards. Um, the idea behind it was to create revenue and and sustain it. So you had some um, some ideas around that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's not a finished solution. Um, I'll disclaim that, but it's it's going into into some kind of direction. So the premise would be okay. Um, suppose you want to use tokens as um, a payment layer, or you know, for for a chain, for example, or um, in some kind of economy, some kind of economy inside your DAB, you want to use that token um, to buy things or to stake to things, earn things, whatever it is. Um, what are the ways to do that, right? And so the first way is, well, you just mint your own token. That's obvious. And the second way would be, well, um, you know, why don't we use a token that already exists? Right? We're, we're on ETH. Um, you can use ETH for this application. Okay, that's one way. Then the third way is, um, well, we have these liquid staking derivatives. Why don't we use those, right? Because it's more efficient. Um, and, you know, it's better for the users as well. So why not use that? Um, and that would essentially be what it, what has what was proposed in Atom2 uh, with interchange security, um, you know, using... Um, either new tokens or um, staking derivatives as the um, the chain fee that you're paying uh, to the validators running your chain. Um, so that's three. And then four was a very weird idea, um, but it's essentially, we're going to use a liquid staking derivative, but it's going to behave as a normal token. Is so... For example, we're using Atom, we're using some kind of staked Atom, um, but the price of it is going to reflect Atom itself, not the compounded rewards on top of it. So the price isn't going to go up as time goes by, as you would expect with a, a traditional liquid staking derivative. Instead, it's just, you know, it floats around the same price as um, the base asset for the, for the liquid staking derivative. And then the question is, what does that give you? Well, it it gives you the rewards that the original token had for being staked. And then you can, instead of giving, like, instead of compounding them and, like, into the token, uh, you still compound them, but you separate them uh, from the token, if you will. And so you... For the rewards that are coming in, you mint new liquid staking derivative tokens to offset that. And then you can use those liquids, um, like the extra tokens, the revenue tokens, um, to fund communities uh, in your DApp uh, or on your chain. Like the people who use it, you can, you can fund them through that liquid staking derivative channel. Gotcha. So just to just to be clear, it'd be the, say we're using Atom as the example here. You have your staked Atom uh, with a liquid staking uh, provider, and then rather than the the token itself compounding uh, and accruing in value, you would actually receive more staked Atom, which you could then utilize for uh, 
the, the voting and the other pieces that you were just speaking about? You would, uh, yeah. So you would, for example, we would, um, let's assume we call it um, the DOS coin. <laughs> hey, now we're talking. We're going to use the DOS coin. Uh, so DOS coin is, um, uh, uh, it's liquid stake atom. Uh, I put in one atom and then I mint one DOS coin. Um, but why? Well, you know, there's this great app and I want to use it and I need this dust coin because that's what they use. Right. Um, um, so I'm going to use it. And then in the back, um, you know, suppose that for Adam, we have a, a 20% API, then, um, on that yearly, uh, timeframe, we're going to mint an additional one uh, 0.2 dos coin right 20 percent of the one dos coin and then that extra dos coin isn't going to you like isn't going to it, it isn't used to burn uh, any tokens to raise the value of the token instead we're going to send it to a treasury and then we can use this treasury to give grants to the people um, who are active on the platform Gotcha. So it's like yeah. your yeah, it's a it's like a donation. Yes, the, yeah. The point I think the point I was missing there was one the interchain component of it. So of course you know you're saying here that you can you'd stake an atom and you get a DOS coin, um, and then the treasury component of it too. And so then that would that I see now it's all coming full circle. So that would tie into okay, we've got this treasury. What do we want to use it for? Uh, let's let's put it the votes towards the uh, proof of community concept and have, you know, whichever people that comprise the that group, that community, uh, then pass votes on what happens with the treasury, the the state uh, sorry not the, the the liquid staking derivative that's in the treasury. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is, we're going to need a new term for this kind of thing. Cause I mean, it is a liquid staking derivative, but just not the one you're used to. Um, and there's variations, right? We're seeing a wave of ETF uh, chains or like DAP chains coming to Cosmos, which, which is very cool. Uh, I think you've got Ion doing it as well, uh, which is like an OG uh, Cosmos community. Um, and you, you could do the same thing, right? Um, and Sort of the problem you're trying to solve with this LSD is not minting a new token is a problem you're solving. Um, you don't need a new token um, necessarily for, like, you don't need it for this system. You could run a chain or run a, an application, and you don't need to worry with um, regulations around issuing tokens. Um, you don't need to worry about the value of your token. Um, you can use a token that has reputation already and use that. Yeah. So now you got my brain ticking a little bit about, because the, the example here was uh, Atom. And so we're both aware that the Atom 2 proposals uh, didn't go through at this point. However, on Terra, there's the Terra Alliance, which is essentially a, a competitor to ICS. Um, doing a similar thing, which is you know, uh, securing blockchains with interchain staking. Better. Uh, sorry, Feather, yes. Yeah. Um, can you, yeah, can you riff on that a bit for me, your thoughts on Feather and also uh, how you'd see, you know, this playing out and getting this sort of thing implemented uh, on Terra? Yeah, that, that, was, that was a funny one 
I had been working on this concept for I think a month or two, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Doquan, Doquan posts something, and it has it has a lot of similarities. And I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> that is wild. Um, and now he can claim the idea. God damn it, you know. But uh, anyways, I don't really care about that stuff anyways. But um, yeah, I think it's a bold move um, by Doe. Um, I mean, the concept itself um, is is just good. Uh, but the fact that he's doing it with Luna is going to, <laughs> uh, I think, cause friction with the Cosmos community. Um, I don't know how many chains we will see that use Luna or like stake Luna as the um the fee payment for their chain um but you know who knows like maybe there are people who want to spin up a chain running on the validator set of luna with stake luna as a, as a token uh, i don't see it happening immediately but yeah yeah i had this conversation internally the other day with some guys uh at oc actually no it was on the it was on one of our oc discord calls um, but just yeah, just given the state of the market, given the state of you know the macro, given the history of Terra Luna this year, it's like I don't think it's. I think the idea is amazing. I think the idea is great, and I just think that there's going to be. It's not going to be like release and everyone comes scrambling to use it. It's it's more a case of uh, you know you've got it. There's trust building. There's a trust building process, and people are people are on edge. You know, it's like last week we just had the FTX collapse, and there's just. It seems like every week in crypto, there's something catastrophic happening. And so I think confidence in crypto at the moment is almost, I, would, I don't know if I'd say an all-time low, but it's pretty low comparative to, you know, <laughs> December last year. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the idea is great. It's just going to take a bit of time to, to get there. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. What I'd love to do here uh, is just pivot back for a second because we were touching on some stuff when we are talking about the uh, proof of community and I'd sort of put forward the idea of like, okay, you got a Cephi and people would uh, nominate Cephi. How would it work as far as becoming, uh, you know, can people self-vote? Um, has, can, is there, are there stops in place? Like, you know, I, I'm just thinking, what if someone doesn't want to be that person? Are they able to just not you know, say, say it's Hutch. Let's say, I don't know if you know who Hutch is, but say Hutch uh, is nominated by a bunch of people and he's like, you know what, I actually don't want this role. You know, is that easy enough to decline? Um, it, I don't think it would matter because you would just, you could just abstain from voting. Um, I guess what you mean is it, he will have the burden of, you know, I want to vote, but I don't want to vote with as much. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to abstain. Correct. These, these kind of situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting, uh, problem because it's not something I've thought of before, because you wouldn't assume that people who don't want any votes don't get any, uh, then again, it makes sense, right? Um, you might want to give your votes to someone who is so humble that he's not even trying to get any votes. Um, yeah, don't, don't have an immediate answer for that i mean i think technically you, you could create it that you know he can delegate his votes which are your votes um onwards to someone else uh but that becomes 
tricky and I wouldn't know out of my head how to do that. Well, it's a, it's it's a, a social dilemma. Totally. But it's, it's, it, there's food for thought there, you know, there's obviously it gives you something to think about and another, uh, another hurdle to overcome. I'm curious to know as well about, so if we're in this model or in the tip, in the current model, validators who don't perform or don't vote get slashed. And so are there, what's the, what's the payoff and what's the pain for the community voter? Um, for you know, for being for being the voter, what's the payoff? Like, do they actually is there anything in it for them? And two, um, if they don't, how, how would that work? Because obviously, yeah, how would the is there like some sort of slashing? How what's the? I'm trying to wrap my head around that bit. Right. So, yeah. Um, on the slashing, I don't know if um, actually maybe that's a that's a question to you um, as a you know group running a validator. Um, what is the the general framework on Cosmos? Like, do you have to vote as a validator? Um, do you get slashed if you don't vote? Because from what I've seen, um, that is not a requirement. It's more about your uptime as a technical provider. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I actually just saw something. It's interesting that you bring that up. I saw something in the last couple of days about that, how there have been uh, validators, I guess, underperforming and not vote, or just, yeah, not voting on Cosmos and that, ha- uh, that haven't been slashed. Um, yeah, I don't think I, they get slashed, but I think it is like uh, something to take into consideration. Um, you know, for, for, the, for the governance um, system that we're developing right now, it is, it is there. Like there's a um, there's a check where you know if you're not active, if you're not voting, then you will lose your voting rights. Yeah, which to me that makes sense. It's like this kind of the whole point of what we do. Um, <laughs> so I think, that, yeah, there's got to be some sort of which is typical uh, behavior rewarding versus punishment. It's like you know if you if you have a dog and you want to train a dog, and this is just a it's just coming to me because I have a little dog and I'm training her at the moment. But you know, you want to reward good behavior and be like, "Hey, okay, you're doing well. Here's your treat. Um, you know, get to go outside and have a run around." Or, you know what? You're not doing your job. Go and sit in the, go and sit in the naughty corner and think about what you've done. Um, it's the, I feel like there's got to be something there. Otherwise, if there's if there's no mm, like it's a check and balance. If there's no nothing in place, well then, what's the point? What's the point of them existing? Yeah, so um, to um, to expand a little, right? So we had, like, let's try to go through the journey um, of a standard proof of stake system all the way to where we are um, right here before we go uh, onwards. And maybe I'll give you the mic to you, and and you can try to give a rundown and opportunity if if I if you need it. Sure, go for it. Oh, I mean, I would give the mic to you. <laughs> you give it a try. Oh, so um, I think I missed your question there. What was? What are you suggesting? Um, we we do like a recap from the proof of stake to the the delegated proof of um, stake um, through the the correlative voting 
um, sort of the the little roadmap that we've sketched so far from going from a plutocratic system where money equals power to a proof of community system? Yeah. So the summary that I'd, I'd put forward is at the moment, say with the proof of stake chain, we've got, uh, and actually you can look at uh, on Terra Classic, a lot of voting weight uh, is in the hands of a very few uh, validators. So when you know people are delegating to validators, um, you know obviously helping to decentralize, keep the network decentralized and secure. Um, we have some basic things that we need to do, which is broadcast, you know, uh, governance proposals, vote on proposals, have you know up to you know hundred percent uptime, all the rest of it. Certain things that we've got to do. Um, and so what happens though is we've got this concentration of power. Uh, sometimes that can occur. Uh, and what your concept is, as far as I understand, is to uh, democratize that more by uh, making it so that the validators aren't the ones that uh, are necessarily voting on your behalf. So when you stake, you know, when you stake with a validator, essentially you're giving that validator uh, voting voting power, voting weight. Um, so that's why ideally it makes sense to know about the validator you're staking with and know what they're aligned with and hopefully you know it, it matches up for the most part. But in your model, uh, it's this ability to select uh, people within the community that have strong reputations that are going to be, you know, good, benevolent actors uh, and that are going to, same, in the same way, vote uh, on in a way that aligns with uh, your, you know, morals and values. Um, that's, that's my interpretation of everything so yep. far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then to put some checks and balances in place, you could um, use um, logarithmic... Um, uh, function to suppress voting power of those who have a lot of it. Um, <clears throat> uh, you could also put a cap on it and say, you know, no individual uh, wallet or, or on-chain agent can have more than five you percent know, of voting power, something like that. Uh, so these are like checks and balances you can do, um, pretty rudimentary ones. And then what I might want to get into is a uh, and this is going is going to take some time, but it's a time-weighted reputation system, which looks at um, your uh, the trust people have in you over time. So your merit, if you will. Yes, please do elaborate on that. That's a, a great idea. So I was just I was literally just thinking about how some people come in the space and they arrive with a bang and they just build a reputation very quickly. And when the going gets tough, you know, they get going. And so I'm just wondering, yeah, how that would, how specifically would this time, uh, how would this work? Yeah. And it's sort of the proposal that, uh, that I would do is um, you're going to look at the stake you receive. Um, so I'm, I'm giving you Doscoin, you know, I like you. I'm giving you 1,000 tokens of stake. Um, we're going, yes, all my 1000 DOS coins are going to you, the DOS coin validator. And, um, um, then the, the, the algorithm, the program, uh, the contract is going to look, uh, is going to record what is going on over time. So I'm giving you a thousand, uh, you know, on block one or on day one, you get, um, 10 
voting 10 votes for that. And then the next block or the next day, if, I, if I'm still delegating to you, you get another 10, right? And then as time goes on, you slowly build um, vote weight um, because I have delegated to you over time. So that means that, you know, it, it takes time for people to get a say on what's going on. And that makes sense, right? Because that's what you would normally do um, in, in like a social situation as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me as well. Um, this is, so, was it just before I go on, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Um, yeah, so what happens if I stop staking to you? Then what we could do is, you know, when I stop staking to you, obviously you're not earning any new um, tokens. But in addition, all the reputation that I, that I earned you um, is going to drip away slowly over time. And it, it could go at a faster rate as earning it. So that means if, if you, Mr. Doscoin, you did some bad behavior, um, I stop staking to you, then you're going to um, lose your voting power. It's going to, to go pretty fast. Um, and you need that, right? Because otherwise you're stuck with a system where <laughs> someone can fake for a very long time that they are a good actor and then they do something bad, but they still have all the, all the voting, all the reputation um, attached to them. Right. So... As you were saying that, I just remembered back, this is going back probably a year ago, I heard this idea about uh, being able to like transfer reputation. So let's say that you've got a pseudonym um, and you create a new one. There's There are ways where, let's say that you'd earned a certain amount of kudos or whatever it is, uh, and you create a new account, you could have it verified uh, and then transfer your reputation uh, to the new accounts. So people can verifiably go, okay, this this person is like we don't we don't know it's the same person type of thing, but it's we know that they are someone reputable. Is something similar possible here? When it or not, the thought I'm thinking about is the representative or the or the community, you know, uh, voter that's being elected. If they wanted to move to a new chain, is it something where they'd be able to, through this time-weighted thing, have this reputation sort of taken across, like the, the amount of voting weight that they have, or is it something, would it be separate on different chains, or how would that work? Yeah, that, it really depends on what you want to do. Um, I think there's something to be said for binding the reputation to you or like to a wallet. Um, simply because if you do that, you mitigate for the risk of someone hacking your wallet and then stealing um, your voting power. Um, although they could still hack it and use it as such. Um, yeah, this transfer of reputation, it's, it's interesting. My, um, I think my preference would go to binding it to a wallet but um potentially then you would have to get into um decentralized identity solutions um but allowing for an option to to move it to a new wallet if for example you lost access to the wallet is this decentralized identity solution something that 
the you know you you and the team at Gravity would be interested in working on or looking into. So the the first time I heard about it, I was very skeptic, um, as I always am, um, for new ideas, and I saw a lot of potential abuse. But I also, you know, it was the first time I encountered it, and uh, um, I didn't have to, the time to really dig into it. Um, as I've um, come to understand more of, of how it works and, and the different ways that currently exist on how to do it and new ways that, that new developers are working on, um, I do see it as uh, a very functional um, thing to have. Um, if anything, um, what I would use is a human verifier. Um, not a KYC solution. I think it's bad um, for a, for a variety of reasons. Um, but you know, a way for you to prove I'm a human. This wallet is a human. Um, that is very useful to have, and you can do it with zero knowledge proofs. Um, Outdid is one such company um, that I've had many talks with um, who do this. Um, they are working on an application where you use an identity document, so uh, your passport, or um, if, if, if your country doesn't really do that, like in India, there's other ways to do that. And then it um, creates a proof that you have a unique identity document that, is, um, that isn't the same as someone else's, right? Um, but you could do it in a way that you, you cannot know any personal information about the person. Who was the group you just mentioned? Or the 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 company? Out outdid. How do you spell that? Um, o U T D I D. Okay, gotcha. Like audit, but out of it. Okay, interesting name. It's a hard. It's a tricky name to say, but I like um I like where they had that where they're going out with this. Um. Cool. Okay. So. This is, and this is what I love about this conversation. It's all possible. Like this is all in the realm of possibility, and it's all probably not that far away. Um, it's just a matter of like t- getting the Lego pieces and putting them together and constructing something that is, uh, you know, cohesive and that works. But yeah, just back to the time, and I'm conscious of the time here. I know that I, uh, it's now ten past eight where I'm at. Um, maybe we'll keep this going for another five minutes. Um, give a quick rundown to everyone that's just jumped on the call. Uh, what this is. Etc. But just to wrap up on the time-weighted thing, uh, the reputation. With the reputation, what are the criteria? What's the what are we looking at that makes up a good reputation? So I think a good reputation system needs different metrics, right? So your um, uh, your time-weighted um, voting power is one such metric, but you know badges. Um, is, is another thing that is important to consider. Um, badges for completing missions uh, on chain could be bounties, things like that. Doing work for on chain organizations, uh, accumulating badges, and these badges. Um, you could do it in a in a permissionless way where the badges don't really interact with your voting power, but. Um, when you're delegating to someone, you can see which badges they have, right? Uh, so it gives you a sense of what they've done, who they are. Um, uh, it gives you more than just a username, 
and, and a Twitter profile. Um, and uh, yeah, I think a, a robust system is just a, a combination of um, different ways to, to measure um, your reputation. Um, the social ones, uh, which are not on chain, you know, just knowing people, hearing them talk, things like that. Um, and then badges for doing things on chain and then voting power for people who, who trust you over time. Could you also have something to do with um, you know, activity on an Agora forum type situation? Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, it calculates the words, the amount of words that they've contributed or maybe the amount of time that they've posted within a forum. Um, like I'm just imagining an automated setup that has like once the elected person is elected, uh, it's able to... I would say track, track sounds like a dirty word, but track what they're doing on yeah, you, you a form. Could. Yeah, I mean, you, you could, something very simple would be, you know, every time you post, you sign a transaction and then it records on chain that you posted something. It could be one way of doing it. I don't know mm, how useful on. that is um, because you could also just spam the form. Um, in order to try to try to get those those metrics up, I I don't know how useful it is to put that on chain. Like some things are, you know, just better left off chain. Certainly, yeah. I, there's always going to be a way to you know for people are going to there's always going to be a way that people are going to find uh, a way to game the system. And so it sounds like the whole thing here is okay. First of all, first of all, we want to make sure that they're humans. How do we make sure that uh, that you know they're not bots that are doing the voting? And then the on-chain stuff is easier to measure. The the social stuff is much harder. Like it's in the eye of the beholder. So when you're looking at, you know, regular Joe Blow, who's deciding who they want to be their proof of community rep, um, you know, they can just they see they see posts from people, they hear them in Twitter Spaces, and they get to they get to kind of know them uh, to a degree through that exposure. But it's like, yeah, how do you quantify when you're, when you're giving someone, when you're determining sort of voting weight and things of that nature? It's like, well, how, yeah, that, that stuff is a bit more abstract. It's like, well, how do you quantify that and factor that into the, to the voting weight distribu- distribution? Yeah, it, it should, to, to some degree, it should just quantify itself um, because I'm assuming that if you're going to give your voting power to someone else, you, you, you do it for a reason. You don't just pick a random stranger. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, do here. I'm just going to click on something. Um, what I'll do for everyone that's just tuned in, if you haven't been here since the start, it's been a great conversation, by the way. Uh, so thank you for jumping on and having this chat at ELO. Uh, we've got ELO from Gravidal. Um, and we've been discussing proof of community. This is recorded and it'll be uh, listenable on Terra Spaces, T-E-R-R-A-Spaces.org uh, in the near future. And you'll be able to hear the whole the whole thing uh, and it'll be there forever. That's, you know, an archive. Um, but basically, we've covered, you know... That's sweet. What's that? I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was getting recorded. I, I was wondering because I, I didn't see Terra Spaces in here, but I guess you're you're recording it. I yeah. So what if um, 
if um like before we we finish the conversation um i do want to do like if anyone in the room has or anyone listening has any stars on stargaze uh, it would be much appreciated if you can um vote for um the community grant proposal that will be going live uh, in a matter of hours There you go. Anyone that's listening that is on stars, go check out that proposal there. Um, and before before we do wrap it up, I just wanted to check in with you as well and be like, cool. Is there anything that we haven't spoken about, um, or any points that you haven't made that you still want to get out that um, you know that I myself could benefit from, or the people that are listening could benefit from? Uh, I think we're good. I mean, we covered so much, <laughs> uh, uh, so it's been yeah. I, I think we're good. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a bit of a journey today. And it's, like I said, I really enjoyed the conversation. It really started kicking off probably around the half hour mark. Of the first part of this call was updates on what's been happening in the past. Uh, and then basically got into the concepts and the ideas and the exploration of the ideas from around the half an hour mark. Uh, so the last sort of 45 minutes has been a, uh, a deeper dive into that. What I would say, if you're not already following Gravity, I'll just click the little, you know, if you're on, on your phone, you can see the, uh, the, the cat. That's the speaker. Uh, click that button. Give them a follow. You can also check out what they're doing in their Discord. They've got a podcast um, run by Rick, who was on the call earlier. He's gone. See, Rick, it was nice having you on the call. Um, and then I would say, yeah, any questions that you might have, if you want to ask questions for protocols and projects, uh, you can also do that within the Orbital Command Discord. So if you click on... Uh, the orbital command icon up the top. We have a di Discord de dedicated to uh, educating the community, and there's uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that is super valuable. So if you jump in there, there's a Twitter Spaces section uh, to ask questions. I didn't have any come through for this particular call from outside of here, but um, if I have any come through afterwards, I'll you know I'll DM them DM, DM them through to you, Elo, and I will um you know, post the answers up somewhere probably on the OC disc, uh, Twitter or something. But, um, yeah, man, I just want to say thank you once again for your time. I think this is what our second we, – we tried three calls. I think the first one I didn't make it to, but we've had two now and they've both been super interesting. So I just want to thank you for your time, energy, and expertise. They've been nice. Um, I, I do enjoy them. Um, I'm, I'm a bit in very deep research moment. Uh, mood at the moment so I don't get a lot of opportunities um, to, to riff about these things to other people so I, I really enjoy talking to you and um, maybe next time uh, you're gonna come with you know a new idea for the proof community framework and maybe we can just keep on exploring that um, it'd be great if, if we can get some other people as well um, to talk about these concepts um, and you know give them the proper light that they deserve. Yeah, I'm certainly open to that. So if you have any suggestions of who you'd like to have involved in the call, if there are some people that you think would be uh, good minds to have contributing, uh, let me know and I'm happy to reach out to them and, and coordinate that. Um, yeah, definitely happy to do that. And regarding uh, for anyone that's listening at the moment, uh, we've got a bunch of Twitter spaces coming up. Obviously, we're coming up to the end of the year. Christmas is a month away from now. There it is. Uh, and in that time, we've got calls with Jackal Dow. Uh, it's looking like Apollo Dow, Zodiac, and Prism. Uh, we're going to be having chats with those guys. 
got another one this weekend, uh, which has just been added into my calendar, and I'm just trying to see it. Uh, I can't remember who it was. But there's always, typically every Wednesday or Sunday if you're in Australia or Tuesday or Saturday night if you're on the other side of the world, um, there's going to be a Twitter space. Uh, with See, Doscoin, when is the one with Jackal Dow? That one is going to be, I'm just running through, Jackal Dow is my Wednesday 30th. So it'll be your Tuesday 29th. Uh, which time is that? That's the same. Uh, it's going to be an hour before this one. So whatever the time is for you now and whatever time we started, it'll be an hour before that. So nine, uh, 8 p.m. UTC will, be, will that one be. That'll be 29th yeah, yeah, of yeah. November, 8 p.m. UTC. And that'll be with Patrick. Cool. Um, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. Great. Great. <laughs> we'll do it again. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm going to do some recon on Jackal Dow between now and then because I actually don't know a great deal. It's just more of a suggestion that came through from Deeb DeFi. If you follow his channel, uh, he does some great threads. He's yeah. part of OC. He, uh, he was like, you've got to talk to the guys at Jackal. So um, I've, got a, I've got a bit of recon to do between now and then. But um, for now, it's been great. Love it. We'll chat again on uh, the Jackal call. And everyone else, uh, I wish you well and hope you have a very prosperous future. Beautiful. Nice wishes. Thank you. <laughs> See you, mate. See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Orbital Command, Proof of Community with Gravidow. Recorded on Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two
Ten spaces.